you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And you know what, on a previous episode this week, I got good feedback on my breakdown of Tyler Beatty's laugh and personality. So you know what, we're going to try to get to know some more Tigers a little bit better through some sound bites, including some departing seniors on the basketball team, Jeremiah Tillman and Drew Smith. And we've also got some sound from quarterback turned safety Sean Robinson as well. Figured out what an engaging young man he is this past week. Or at least I did. I'm sure some of you already knew that, but I wasn't aware what a personality that guy had, so it'll be fun to hear from Sean a little bit later. But first, you know what? Let's get to some recent Missouri news and information. And well, when it comes to this basketball game tomorrow, Tigers taking on LSU at 2 o'clock. Be sure to stick around after the game if you're in the arena for the senior day festivities. But really the bottom line here, obviously Missouri wants to win this game and try to keep moving up the NCAA line, improve its resume. But when it comes to seeding down in Nashville for the SEC tournament, bottom line is Missouri beats Louisiana State, they'll be the five seed in Nashville. And if they lose... They'll be the seven. Nothing else matters. There are no other scenarios. Now, normally on a Saturday afternoon for senior day, I would feel pretty darn good about the Tigers' chances. But, of course, we can't count on the same level of home court advantage that we have in the past. But, you know what, on the other hand, that's also maybe help this result. After beating Florida and Gainesville for the first time ever, the Tigers finished with a winning record on the road at 6-4. and four. That's the first time they won more than they lost on the road since the famous 2012 Tiger team. And by the way, as we approach this final home game here, and I attended just about all of them except one or two, I do believe, but I have to say, while I'm excited to get full arenas potentially back this next season, I will say I don't mind the truncated non-conference schedule whatsoever because it sure seems like in previous years that non-conference just seems to drag on forever with six or seven games against opponents that frankly really aren't that exciting and shouldn't be at Missouri's level. And again, six or seven games of that, that's as long as a football home schedule is. So to me, that's just a lot to ask your fans to put up with. So Frankly, just shortening the non-conference season, I know it's not going to happen, but boy, as a fan, I'd sure I would definitely be a fan of it if it did. And as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, well, I know that there are some fans that are upset this morning with the revelation that the Chiefs have actually sold naming rights for Arrowhead Stadium. Indeed, Arrowhead Stadium next season will now be known as GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And doesn't that name just roll right off your tongue? I'll be completely honest with you. I I tend to follow the business section of the newspaper, figuratively speaking, pretty darn closely. I'm not sure what G-E-H-A is 
without looking it up first. But hey, maybe that's the idea. They're trying to build their brand awareness. Well, hey, why not Why not hitch your bandwagon to the team that has Patrick Mahomes and a team that's appeared in the Super Bowl for the last couple of years and likely to make a few more appearances in the next 10, 15 years or so. But my point in bringing this up is a few months ago, I mentioned that this is something that Missouri should really, really consider. And while I made fun of the GEHA field, whatever the heck that is, yeah, that's a terrible name and it does not roll off the tongue. But you know what it does? It provides the Kansas City Chiefs with millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know who else could use some money right now? Yes, it's your Missouri Tiger Athletic Department. Eli Drinkwitz wants that new practice facility to be built. Yes, it's been funded, but guess what? In this pandemic year, Missouri has ran yet another big deficit this season after running a deficit for uh, two, three, four seasons before that. So Lord knows we could use the money. And it's not as though Mizzou Arena, for instance, has some massive historical cachet that we can't possibly get rid of. By all means, open up. If it's the Shelter Insurance Arena, if it's the Veterans United Arena, fine and freaking dandy. I really, really don't care. And I will certainly agree that Faro Field should stay. That's fine. And, you know, nothing against the brave souls that lost their lives in World War I who attended Missouri. But Memorial Stadium is about as generic of a football stadium name as you could possibly imagine. So, again, if in the future, if this is Shelter Insurance Field, or I'm sorry, l- let me let me redo that. I guess we'd call it Shelter Insurance Stadium at Faro Field, something like that. Well, would that be the end of the world to all you people? Well, how about this? If it meant Missouri won an extra game or two per year, then would it be worth it? I know that isn't an exact scenario, but just follow the logic there. Follow my hypothetical scenario, and I think you get the point. Let's sell out to the man. I'm ready for it. But the good news is, is I've got a way for you personally to avoid ever having to sell out to the man, and that's by winning some extra dough with our friends at BetOnline.ag. And you know what? i got to say I'm already starting to peak a little bit towards next season. Heisman Trophy futures are out, and you know my, my template here. I like to try to find a quarterback, a new quarterback, on what's expected to be a really good team. Somebody like Mac Jones last season. That's why I liked him at 25-1 to last year. Well, you would think JT Daniels would be the perfect guy there, but his odds are 10-1, to so that's just that's way too high for me. There's not a lot of value there. Really, the guy who's curious is, is Emory Jones, 33-1 to at Florida. Now, if you think he's got a chance to put up big numbers under Dan Mullen's offense there, well, might be might be worth 10 bucks or something. Just throw it out there. But regardless, go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, use the promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Big Ben is back in black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Well, the question is, is that a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? 
And more importantly, is it a good thing for Wiz Khalifa, for that matter? Well, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your pods. By the way, before we get to our Mizzou seniors here, really quickly just want to point out that the spring game, the the kickoff has been set for the traditional 1 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, March the 20th. So mark down your calendars. I thought there was a chance. Well, they might wait to see how Missouri does in the NCAA tournament first, but what the heck, I guess we'll just take a shot here. And now moving to the Mizzou basketball seniors. You know, I've been reading, there was a really good story by Mitchell Forty and Power Mizzou recently about Jeremiah Tillman, and certainly I'd encourage you to read the whole thing, but he had one anecdote about how when Jeremiah first started playing organized basketball, age 13, first time he's at AAU practice, essentially, well, he was hiding behind his mother, and his AAU described literally having to drag him onto the basketball court just to get him out there. He was, he was he was timid. He was intimidated by the whole thing. And, you know, it just made me think, sometimes we forget just how young these guys really are. Not literally, of course. I don't think we literally forget that they're 21 years old, but just in terms of perspective. I mean, think about that. I'm a 38-year-old man. Eight years ago, I was 30 and watching, you know, the 2013, that great football season. So in in some ways, that season seems like yesterday to me. And at 30 years old, certainly I've changed a lot, but nothing compared to when I was 13 to 21. I mean, the amount of growth and just confidence that you have as as a young man, as a young person is just night and day, really. I just think it's funny to imagine Jeremiah Tillman is a 13-year-old hiding behind his mother and then, oh, hey, five years later, hey, go ahead and register for the draft, will you? Boy, society really expects us to grow up fast sometimes, don't they? But And certainly Jeremiah is a kid who has some extra pressure, and that's the, the idea he grew up you know, a pretty impoverished background in East St. Louis, as a lot of people do in that area, and well, there was basically pressure on him as a as a teenager to turn around his family's life with basketball. And, you know, I can relate as a tall guy who grew up in kind of a, a basketball-obsessed small town in mid-Missouri called Ashland at the time. Well, I can relate to having basketball pressure on myself as a, a tall guy, the prospect in town or whatever. But I have I can't relate to the idea of being a teenager and sort of having that adult pressure put on top of you. On top of that, Jeremiah Tillman's a father as well, so I can't relate to any of that, at least at that age. I'm a father now, but at at that age, that's just something I can't really relate to. But regardless, it's been really interesting and satisfying to watch the man that Jeremiah Tillman has become this day. And you know what? I've talked about him enough. Let's hear from Jeremiah in his own words. It's the group that we have now. um, We bonded with each other as soon as we, like, met each other this year I know we got some new guys but everybody just clicked on the same page so I feel like that's going to run a long way for us I just uh, want to say thank you to my family they always have believed in me and they never let me give up um, they've been through they've been here for me through hard times and I've been there for them through hard times um, I just want to say I appreciate y'all and I love y'all 10 years down the road uh, my son see this video I just want to let him know that he come to a lot of the games and don't even know what's going on. He be 
falling asleep, eating popcorn, just running around with Truman all the time. So I feel like when you see this video 10 years from now, he gonna laugh because he just, he, he, he walked around like he owned the place. <laughs> oh, that's, I love that. I love that clip there at the end. Just him, just imagining his son r- running around with Truman acting like he owns the place just puts a, puts a big smile on my face. It really does. And there's obviously been a lot of questions as to whether Jeremiah or really, frankly, any of these seniors will come back for another year. Technically, they could, right? This year, as far as eligibility goes, didn't count against anybody. But obviously, Jeremiah has some real things to take care of. Most importantly, his young son. And you know what? Drew Smith has real life that's coming in to play for him as well. So that's going to impact his decision. I want to talk about Drew and all these seniors coming up right after the break. But first, these messages. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all the sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Now, by the way, I captured that Jeremiah Tillman video, just a piece of it that was shared on the on Mizzou's basketball social media. I found it at twitter.com slash Mizzou Hoops. You can check out Jeremiah's video and the video for all the seniors, including the following one from Drew Smith. And I mentioned that, well, you know, a lot of these guys, real life is starting to creep in for them. Certainly Mitchell Smith, who's been around since the Obama administration. There's got to be some real-life factors creeping in for him as well. But you know what? Let's hear what Drew Smith is going to be up to this summer and just some other thoughts from Drew in general. I'm really looking forward to this summer and I get to marry Marley. Um, Obviously, it's just a really exciting time in my life getting to kind of have her by my side for, for, I mean, as as, as long as we live, really, so... I'm just looking forward to it, and I'm really appreciative of all the support and all the sacrifices that she's made for me to be here. Um, she gave up her last year of eligibility to come here and kind of be with me, and she supported me through everything. I mean, she's been at every home game. She's traveled a few times. Um, and she's done it all while still keeping up with her teaching job, um, and I'm just really appreciative of everything that she's also done for me to be here and for uh, me to continue to have these opportunities in the future. So as you heard there, Drew Smith's girlfriend, now current fiance, Marley. Well, I was able to gather that she was, she, they must have met at Evansville because she was a former Evansville volleyball player. And like Drew said, she gave up her final year of eligibility at that sport to move to Columbia and to be with Drew. So obviously those, those two kids are, those two young kids are very, very much in love. And I'm very happy for them. Obviously, Drew is excited to be getting married this summer and everything. So congratulations to that young couple. But again, that just goes to show you these guys have real lives that can take precedence over college basketball, especially when the plan was, hey, four years and I'm out. I can certainly relate to that. By the time, and I'm not a guy who was the big man on campus and semi-famous and popular because I was playing college basketball either. I wasn't getting all of those fringe benefits, but even I, by my senior year, I I was kind of ready to move on with life. At a certain point, you're ready to be done with just being in school and you just want to be an adult. So quite honestly, I'm not really expecting 
any of these guys to come back, whether it's whether it's Mark Smith or Drew Bugs or Mitchell or whoever it might be. And by the way, once again, definitely check out the Mizzou Hoops Twitter to see the senior goodbye videos from all five of those young men for sure. And honestly, the more I think about it, it's almost more interesting to think about the underclassmen. What about guys like Torrance Watson or Kobe Brown? Will they maybe take an extra year in the future? I don't know. Because then the problem is once you start getting into that, then you have to ask, does the team want you back at that point? Because there's not going to be a bunch of just free open scholarships like there is this year, a year that doesn't count. So I don't know. There's just a lot of moving parts here that we're going to have to keep our eye on. And finally, just one more word on Drew Smith. Conzo Martin said recently that Drew is likely going to have surgery on his hand after this season and I've seen him shaking that hand out a lot I, I kind of assumed it was a wrist injury but regardless Conzo Martin definitely praised Drew for playing through what's an obvious injury and Conzo also said he should be in discussion for the league MVP also defensive player of the year and I certainly have no qualms with any of those ideas but let's just make something really clear here Drew Smith played through a bad ankle injury last season, too. Didn't complain, didn't sit out any basketball games. Now listen, you listen to Drew Smith, you look at the guy, oh, what a cute young man, he's into, he's a good student, he's into wealth management. He looks so, he looks so non-threatening with that man bun, doesn't he? What a sweet young man. Well, I'm sure he is a really nice guy. But make no mistake, Drew Smith is one tough customer and I have a lot of respect for him for it now as I look at the clock here I'm realizing I'm running a bit short on time but I promised you some Sean Robinson sound bites so I want to just get to him here quickly I'll just say Sean just a really engaging charismatic guy with a, a wonderful smile and frankly I just didn't know anything about Sean Robinson as a person until this zoom call but I feel like I've got a, a good feel for him now so just quickly, I'd like you to get a feel for Sean Robinson as well. Again, just as a reminder, a kid who was the starting quarterback for Missouri the first two games of 2020 ends up being benched in favor of Connor Bazelak and switches to safety by the end of the season. So Sean was asked about that transition. Uh, hey, Natalie. Uh, the biggest difference, I would say, honestly, is the running. Like, we run so much. <laughs> But, um, I mean, other than that, um, just understanding technique and eyes and eye discipline and feet, just all types of stuff like that. So it's, it's like starting from square one. <laughs> and speaking of technique, well, Sean has really praised his teammates for helping him out with that with those particular details. Even offensive lineman Case Cook, he mentioned, as a guy who's helping him out with technique just like for instance hand placement and that's something that Sean has really learned over these last few weeks the best piece right now like that I just got honestly is just hand placement like the guy with the inside hands inside hands they're always going to win I mean you're talking about leverage and like uh, fitting up on somebody like a blocker so that's something I really want to work on and Sean talked earlier in that previous bite, a couple bites ago, about how much running he's having to do as a defensive player compared to quarterback, but also just the idea of tackling, putting your nose in the middle of the field, all that good stuff. 
Is that kind of a scary proposition for somebody who used to play offense? Yeah. Um, ultimately, it was tough just because my whole life I've always played quarterback and I've always seen myself as a quarterback. Um, but uh, just sitting down and really thinking about it, I've already transferred multiple times and I really love this university and love my teammates and just love being here. And I, I knew I had like the athletic ability to kind of do some things. I wasn't quite sure how it would turn out, but um, once I made the move, coach supported me and everybody was behind me and I just went full go and never looked back after that. So it was pretty cool and scary at the end, but scary during it, but it was fun. It was fun. So you hear that kids? Scary things can be fun. Once you actually get past your fear and you succeed a little bit, well, that's that actually transcends fun. That's called satisfaction, which is, in fact, better than fun. Just a little philosophical advice for you there, free of charge. And finally, you heard Sean talking about how he really enjoys his place here at Missouri, and he's transferred a couple times. So that was a big factor in his decision to give up the quarterback position is, frankly, he just wants to stay here in Columbia, wants to stay with this team, this university, and this coaching staff. So let's hear just a little bit more color from Sean to close out the show. Of course. Of course. Like, it's so easy to just go full go into something that's unknown when you have the support of just, you know, the people who are rocking with you every day. So they push me and inspire me every single day to be the best. And that's all I can ask for. So I'm blessed to have these guys around me. So again, you can just hear it in Sean Robinson's voice. Just a just a fun guy to be around, a relentlessly positive human being. And it seems like Missouri has a few of those guys. Frankly, you need people like that in your locker room. You don't need a bunch of negative Nancys all the time. You can put up with a couple of them, but man, if that if that attitude starts to overwhelm your locker room, frankly, there's enough tough things you gotta do out on the football field. The last thing anybody needs is a bunch of negative energy. And certainly Eli Drinkwitz, him himself personally, he pumps in a lot of that positive energy and leadership. It's good to see we've got guys like Sean Robinson and Tyler Beatty who do as well. And you can certainly, just from a quick look there, you can see why Sean Robinson has the respect of that entire locker room. So you know what? With all that being said, I'm definitely going to attend the LSU-Missouri basketball game tomorrow. Not totally sure when I'm going to get the recap podcast out. I'd like to get it right after the game, but I'm going to have to watch my daughter, it looks like. So can I I record the whole thing with her on my lap? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if she is cooperative or not. I'll certainly get it out Saturday night one way or the other. Just might be a couple hours later than usual. So be patient with me, and I will love you for it. And I'll see you next time right here. Unlocked on Mizzou.